What's up, Duke fans, and welcome to another episode of Duke Blue Central, the podcast all things Duke basketball. Coming at you moments after an extremely, extremely disappointing loss to the Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, over at Arkansas, Duke fell short today against Arkansas. I believe the final score was 80-75. to 75. Uh, Final score was really closer than the game played out. Duke was down by as much as 14 late in the second half and threw some valiant, valiant play in the last uh, three to four minutes of the game. Duke was able to pull back um, and at one point be down three points, um, but just couldn't couldn't make the comeback. If they had, it would have been uh, just a comeback for an ages. It would have rivaled um, the Louisville comeback that uh, Zion and RJ's team had back in the day as just so, so unlikely uh, for this team to come back and win this game. But there for a minute, it was looking like uh, we were going to have our chances to. We were really giving Arkansas some tough times inbounding the ball late, but, uh, but Duke didn't deserve to win this game. Uh, Arkansas was fully deserving of this win. Um, and I'm here to uh, kind of break down some of my thoughts on this game. Now, this is going to be a pretty raw reaction. I got no notes in front of me uh, for this one. No anything. It's late. I think the game's wrapping up at about, uh, let me see what time it is. It is about midnight uh, here, Eastern time, finishing up the game. Uh, it, it late. game didn't tip off until about 925 because of some delays. Uh, but, yeah, it's late, so you're just going to get some raw reactions from me. And, and I'm going to warn you. Uh, warn you beforehand, I'm not going to be quite as positive on this team as I was after the Arizona loss. I thought in the Arizona loss, you know, you showed a lot of fight. I think Arizona truly is a top-tier team, like a Final Four hopeful team, Elite Eight caliber team, National Championship hopeful team uh, that you go down to the wire with. Sure, it's at Cameron, but you're going to lose some of those games. You go down to the wire with, you know, you're up to with a minute or I think it was a minute 30 left and you come out and lose because of some bad, bad shots didn't go your way. Uh, you know, it's one of those you can kind of just flush down the toilet as chalking it up to playing an excellent team and you just walked out with a loss. This was not like that. Um, I do believe Arkansas played out of their minds tonight. If you look at how they've played in the beginning of the year. They did not play that way tonight. They are known for not passing the ball well at all, not having many assists. I think they said in the broadcast over the uh, uh, the tournament they were just a part of in the Bahamas, they had like, uh, I think it was, I can't, it was an insane assist to turnover ratio, something like seven assists per game or something like that. Uh, just horrible, horrible statistically passing team. And they came out tonight and I think, you know, at one point with several minutes to go, they already had 16 assists on the game. Uh, I'm not sure my numbers are exactly correct. I'm not looking at any notes here. But but they passed the ball extremely well tonight, shot the ball extremely well tonight, which they also aren't known for. Uh, they're primarily known for a kind of an iso ball playing team that's very physical, that drives you, tries to get to the line a bunch. And uh, today <laughs> they were a team that passed like every player was a point guard and made shot like shots like every player was a guard. Um, but I don't want to make any excuses for this. Look, I mean, Arkansas was down arguably their best player, who a guy who has been their best player for the season, and Duke still couldn't put him out tonight. Um, that is just not excusable for this team. And I think coming out of this game, uh, John Shire and every player on that Duke team has got to do some soul searching. And I'll just come out and say it. This team right now 
is not as good as I thought they would be. I, I think, yeah, I call it an overreaction to one game or whatever, but this is a 4-3 and three Arkansas team that Carolina just beat a game before that UNC Greensboro was able to be at home. And I know it's different because Duke is everyone's Super Bowl, and I think that did play a factor in this game, that it was very loud in the arena, and I think it's some of these guys' first time playing in an atmosphere like that. But the bottom line is, it's most of these guys, it's not their first time playing in an atmosphere like that. They These are guys who came back from last year, who have played in places like the Dean Dome, who have played in really difficult atmospheres to play. Uh, so I don't even think you can really chalk this loss up to that. I, I, I think this loss is a humbling moment for this team, uh, a moment that hopefully they can turn the page from. But, man, did they just lay an egg tonight. Uh, I, I thought that, you know, the first half, you don't feel horrible about it. You're only down one uh, at halftime, even with Flip picking up two fouls so quickly in the game. Uh, he had two fouls with 15 minutes left basically couldn't come back in until a couple minutes left in the first half and you still were only down one so I felt okay about it then um but Arkansas came out of the second half with way more energy with way more tenacity and didn't look back don't think they lost the lead the entire second half um which is just pitiful they were up by I think as much as 14 and it felt like for much of the half they were getting whatever they wanted uh, on the offensive side of the ball, and Duke just couldn't stop him. And then on the other side of the ball, I think Duke missed 19 layups tonight. I think uh, was the final was the final number there. Which yeah, some of that's just bad luck. I get it, but but some of it's you just got to make those shots. Flip missed open shots, open shots at the rim. Um, a lot of guys missed open shots at the rim. There's one good player. Oh, I mean, two good players you really want to highlight, Flip and Jeremy Roach. Specifically, Jeremy Roach felt like he was the only guy who really knew what he was doing in this atmosphere and knew what he needed to do to exploit Arkansas's defense. And I think he did that more times than not. And he had some shots that he missed, uh, some layups that he normally makes. Uh, I think he only went one for two from three, which is a number we'll take from him. But, uh, but, but even with uh, the shots that he normally gets down, still was able to finish with about 22 points, um, and I thought was Duke's best player on the floor for most of the game tonight. Flip had a tear at the end where he started putting it on, but uh, in my eyes that was too little too late from uh, Kyle Filipowski, who was not a non-factor, but about as non-factor-ish as we've seen him uh, in this season so far besides moments where he's not in the game um, but yeah Arkansas just took it to Duke tonight uh, not a lot of positives I can glean from this game I, I, as you know maybe the only positive is we know that these guys respond well to <laughs> maybe this kind of humbling defeat uh, all last year Duke talked about how powerful losing to Miami horribly at away on their court was uh, and then from there Duke turned the corner this is surprisingly it feels a lot like not in the play style but it just feels a lot like last year's team where you know earlier in the year we didn't really have our identity we didn't know what we were doing and then later in the year we kind of clicked knew what we were doing and then started to get on a roll and and somehow even though we've returned nearly that whole squad it, it feels like we're we're finding our identity offensively still it, it feels like the beginning of last year 
where there's not a lot of off ball movement. We don't know who's doing what, you know, we're trying to still find spots for guys. And it's not like, it's not just the freshmen. It's not like we're just trying to find spots for Jared McCain and Caleb Foster. If it's that you get it, you know, they're freshmen. You're still learning how to play, but it's like, we're still struggling with uh, where can we get flipped the ball? What's Jeremy's Roach? What's Jeremy Roach's role on this team? Uh, Is Proctor handling the ball all the time? How often is he supposed to hunt his shot? This is stuff we're supposed to know already. This is stuff that you're supposed to know in the offseason, and it's stuff you're supposed to figure out in the first few games. Certainly in these past few layup games that you've had at home, hammer out your identity. It it feels like offensively this team is still struggling to find its flow, Um, and that kind of leads me into maybe my biggest worry of this team that I've seen so far in this season, which is the three-point shooting. I I raved about it on the last podcast I recorded, I believe. Uh, I I tweeted about it all throughout tonight's game. This team, one of their biggest strengths was supposed to be shooting. And I'm not talking just layups, mid-range, free throw, three-point shooting. This team was supposed to be an elite three-point shooting team. they have continued to not shoot the ball from deep well in big moments. If you, t- I, I don't have the numbers to look this up or even the capability to look this up, but if you discount some of the Blue Devil Challenge games, like I think we shot like 40% against Bucknell and LaSalle or something like that, 40%, 39% in those two games. If you took out those two games, I would be surprised if Duke is shooting above 35% on the year from three. It feels like in every other game, other than a couple of the gimme games, maybe Dartmouth too. I can't remember how well we shot in our season opener. But in the big moments, Michigan State, Arizona, Arkansas, three biggest games of the year so far, Duke has just not been able to shoot the ball well. I am not I am not ready to call this a good three-point shooting team. And that sounds crazy coming from me at this point in the year. From where we were preseason, uh, I, I thought it was one of this team's biggest strengths that we were going to run, play fast, shoot a bunch of threes, and make a bunch of threes. Um, and that was going to be a big part of our offense. It has maybe been the opposite so far. We have been a slower, slow, well, maybe not slow team, but slower than I expected team. Uh, we've shot threes, haven't made them at a high clip, except for when it comes to playing no-name schools in Cameron. And uh, even against Southern Indiana, last game, couldn't shoot the ball well there either. I'm just – and this is something that can change. You know, if McCain and Foster start really getting into rhythm and hitting threes, I think – and we can start running them around in the perimeter and we actually start getting some off-ball movement. It just felt – man, not to rant too much about this, but the offense in today's game felt so stagnant. It felt like flip – screens at pick and rolls were the only play that we called tonight. No guards were running around on the perimeter. Nobody was setting off ball screens at the baseline for cuts or maybe some corner threes. It just, none of that was happening. It, it, the ball movement was horrible. Not a lot of assist. Even when Duke was kind of rolling on offense, it was just because of some awesome plays from Roach and flip, nothing passing, no set plays. Um, so maybe later in the year when we get some of those plays in rotation and we get uh, McCain and Foster coming off screens and sh- hitting shots and Rochich more shots and Tyrese finally cl- clicks in, um, 
we can be a dangerous three-point shooting team. I, I think we can. But right now, uh, this team, when it matters most, has not been able to hit the three. And and if you're, and I said this last podcast, if you were going to play a three-guard lineup where you're giving up size, where you're giving up strength, where you're giving up rebounding, you have to be able to counteract that, in my eyes, with three-point shooting. Threes beat twos. It's part of the strategy of running out a fast, quick, good shooting lineup is that you'll be able to shoot. Arkansas was able to shoot way better from a, from three than us tonight while not running out as many guards, while not giving up any size, while not giving up rebounding or strength on the defensive interior. Duke is giving all of that up and still not hitting threes, which is a horrible recipe for success. It, you know, if we're going to shoot this bad from three, don't run out three guards. You know, you play Sean Stewart a bunch, lock him up defensively and play like we did last year, I guess. You know, <laughs> roll out Roach Proctor, Sean Stewart, Mark Mitchell flip. Forget about the three-guard lineups if you're not going to be able to shoot threes. I, I think that is such a major issue for this team that I don't feel enough people are giving credit. I know we talk about the lack of rebounding. We talk about maybe some offensive spurts. We talk about some rotation issues that I think will get hammered out later in the year. My biggest thing for this team was that we were supposed to be an elite three-point shooting team, and it just hasn't happened. It just has not, unless we're counting Bucknell and LaSalle, then I, I I don't think this team has shot above 40%. Uh, from three or gosh it hasn't felt like it and especially in big moments like this one man it's just and it's not like we're getting bad shots either but we've seen you know part of opposing teams scheme against us now has been to let key guys shoot from deep including Mark Mitchell who I thought had maybe his worst game of the season tonight um they're leaving him wide open and all I think he's worked on probably in the offseason was it or not all of it but a huge part of his offseason was probably working on that three-point jumper he knew that was what he needed to work on from his uh from last year and he wasn't able to hit it tonight and I know it's just one game and you know hopefully we're going to see Mark rebound and and become a good three-point shooter throughout the rest of the year but I mean Proctor was awful from three tonight awful airballed one hit the side of the backboard on the other I mean not even close there were times where it felt like they were sagging off flip for threes and he made them pay one time I think he was one for five or something like that Um, Foster didn't hit a three McCain I think hit one Uh, I mean (laughs) we brought these guys are supposed to be good shooters and it just hasn't it just has not happened yet for this team and if you were gonna roll out a small guard heavy lineup you either have to be great at shooting threes or they have to be so good at ball handling and driving and passing that they can just get buckets at ease that way but I think primarily when you're rolling out that lineup you're thinking of speed versatility and shooting and you know we've kind of got the speed not really I'd say still weren't playing a lot of transition offense tonight uh, kind of gotten the speed <laughs> versatility on defense I guess you could say we've succeeded in that I think the guards have done a decent job of that but man uh, the shooting and I'll shooting 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 is the problem for this team right now I think and there's more than that but look if, if you shoot <laughs> if you make two to three more threes tonight you probably win because you know at the end of the game 
uh, Duke was able to bring it down to a three-point lead. If you, you know, if we hit two more of our threes, we're up by three in that situation. It, it's just, it's a totally different story in this game tonight. If you're looking at the three-point totals, I think Duke finished shooting like 27% from three. I don't even think we hit 30%. Uh, that to me is the story of tonight. And it's the story of why this team has struggled against big-time opponents this year, is that teams are finding ways to exploit us with our weaknesses, but we cannot use what was supposed to be our strength against big-time opponents. You know, even against Michigan State, when we were able to win, a lot of that was because of uh, Caleb Foster's extraordinary play Um and Michigan's, frankly, Michigan State's failure to be able to hit shots that are were open. Um, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating to watch a team that seems to be built on a certain identity, and then they don't play to that identity. And it falls on coaching. It falls on the players. Um, it's just it, this team, the roster lineup, and even the lineups we run out there are geared to run fast, shoot threes, and they haven't done that, and they haven't ran fast, and they haven't shot threes effectively. Uh, and so it's just it's frustrating. And I don't know what you do. I think part of it is you got to just stick it out because of the guys we have. And and I do believe that it'll get better. I I, I don't want to be all doom and gloom. Um, we saw the way that these exact players did very similar things early last year, and then. You know, last year going into the tournament, I felt awesome about Duke's chances to make a deep run. Um, and honestly, I think part of the reason we couldn't make a deep run was because of our seeding, which is exactly what happened this year, is that we weren't able to finish good non-conference opponents last year. And even though we did well in the ACC, it limited our ceiling. Um, but it, we know this team can make a run deep, but we're shooting ourselves in the foot for NCAA tournament seeding later in March. I, I tweeted this out before I, right before I jumped on this pod. Um, and this is going to sound weird coming this early, but I, I, I'm going to predict, I think Duke has already played itself out of getting a number one seed in the tournament. And I know that's, I, I even think they've played themselves out of getting a two seed it, to be it, it realistically uh, now look, I mean, Duke goes undefeated in the ACC wins everything. Yeah. They're, they might get a one still, but I'm just saying, the way this team has played, the way the rest of the ACC has played, and the way just other teams, other top five teams have played, there's not going to be room uh, for Duke to be a top seed anymore with these kind of losses. I, I, I expect Duke, I, I, I guess I still expect Duke to win the ACC regular season um, and hopefully the tournament as well, but you never know what can happen in that. But um, even with that, I think you'll drop a few games. You know, you could drop a random, you know, away game to NC State, or you could split the Carolina series, or, you know, you drop a game to Miami. I expect Duke to drop a few of those games. I think it's unrealistic to expect we're just going to bulldoze through the ACC with, with no resistance. And so if, we, if, if I'm accounting for that, and then when the tournament selection committee looks at Duke's non-conferences and they say, okay, they had four tough non-conference opponents. Who were they? Arizona, Arkansas, Michigan State, who's backwards order. Arizona, Michigan State, Arkansas, and then one coming up at MSG, Baylor. I think for Duke to have a shot at a one seed, we needed to go three and one 
in those games. I, I think I was fine with dropping Arizona because I said before the season started, I think Arizona was the toughest game of our schedule throughout the whole year. I, I, even though when a lot of people were saying that it was tonight's game, I, I still think that Arizona is a top-level team um, that is going to contend for a national title game, and I didn't feel like Arkansas was that team uh, just quite yet. Um and when you look, you know, let's say I think the Baylor game is in question of winning. Of course, it's at MSG. Duke's historically played well. Let's say we can win that game. Uh, you're sitting there two and two in your tough non-conference games. You know, let's say we win the rest. We go into the ACC with two losses um, against Arizona at home and against Arkansas on the road. Arizona, I think, is a good loss. I, I don't think there's any reason Duke can hang their head. Uh, I think, you know. It's a bummer now that you lose this one uh, because you think, man, we were close to really sneaking out of Cameron with a win that night. And I think if you win that game and we're sitting, if we win at Arizona, you know, let's say Roach hits that three, we stop them on the other end, make free throws, walk out of there with their win. Then we're having a different conversation tonight. We're talking about Duke's first loss of the season at an away court. Uh, you know, it's one we should have won, but we're still talking about a Duke team that's probably ranked in the top five uh, that just dropped an away game at home. And, you know, we're, we're going into the Baylor game two and one in the tough non-conference, uh, tough non-conference games. Uh, but we're having a different conversation tonight because Duke did not pull off the win against Arizona. We did win at Michigan State. That was a good step, but uh, that win is looking less and less impressive, and I, I think it can – I think Michigan State's a team that plays well at the end of the year, uh, but don't know how great they're going to do throughout this whole regular season. I, I don't think that win is as impressive as Duke fans will have hoped, um, and I think this Arkansas loss looks worse than I think Duke fans has hoped. Uh, Carolina just beat this team. This team lost to – Memphis, this team lost to UNC Greensboro at home. Uh, this Arkansas team has also been a team that has needs to and needed to do some soul searching, and they found it tonight. Uh, I tweeted before the game, they're going to feel like they can right the ship with this one win, and every Arkansas fan in Bud Arena is walking out of there tonight thinking that this team can win the SEC because they just beat Duke without their best player. Um and I think that's a bummer. <laughs> Obviously, this is a Duke show, uh, Duke fan here. I think that's a huge bummer. And I think uh, I, if I had to predict, just being realistic and trying not to be too negative, I think Duke's best chance, best seed they could get maybe is a three seed. It, it, unless we really impress in the ACC, uh, I, I think this team's ceiling might be a three seed in the NCAA tournament, and that looks a lot different than being a one. Um, but there's nothing we can do about it now. Uh, this team is, has got to get it together, or we're going to lose to Baylor too. And then uh, <laughs> this Baylor team is better than this Arkansas team. Uh, now it's a neutral court, so we'll see how Duke comes up for that one. But, uh, you know, that Baylor game all of a sudden becomes a very delicate game. We lose that one. We lose that one and go one and three in our big non-conference games, and our one win is against Michigan State. Um we're going to be talking about we're going to we're basically going to be talking about this year's team versus last year's team and them being very similar. Uh, everybody thought this year's Duke team was going to take a next step. We dropped that Baylor game in in this kind of fashion. Uh, we're going to be having a conversation of 
is this tier, is this is this year's Duke team better than last year's Duke team? Um, that's something. That's a game we need to win. And you know, we we could drop that one and still be better than last year's team. This all might be just a little too dramatic, but uh, but but I thought this team would be farther along than they are right now. I truly did think this was a top five team in the country going into the year. They're not. They are not a top five team, and there might be teams in the ACC that are better than them. You know, Carolina's got one loss to a Villanova team. They skunked Tennessee tonight. Uh, Clemson has un- undefeated, handled Alabama properly at, at Alabama. Um, Virginia has had really bad moments. Still think Duke's better than them, but but they won their game tonight against Texas A&M. Great win for the ACC. ACC has fared fairly better than I thought they would in the SEC Challenge. And I didn't think that Duke would be a hindrance to that. I thought Duke would just add on to that, but they didn't. Arkansas played better than them tonight. They deserve to win. Uh, and this is a very humbling experience for this Duke team that I think they felt they were better than they thought they were. I, I think every member on this team, you can see it in their return. When they said they were coming back, it was to win a title, win a championship. That's what Flip has said, win a championship. And I hate to tell you, the way this team has started the year – um, the intensity they've shown, they're, they're not ready to win a championship now. Uh, but to look on the bright side, you don't win a championship now. It's still November. You win a championship uh, in March. That's when you win this. Uh, so <laughs> let's look on the bright side. Still a really long season ahead. Uh, I guess if we were to beat Baylor and you look back and you say, we went 2-2 two and two in our tough non-conference games, you're not you're not you're not really hating yourself over that but you're but as a team that came into the season at ranked number two uh you you should not go two and two in your tough non-conference games especially when one of your quote-unquote tough non-conference games was against a team that was four and three coming in and with a loss to another North Carolina school not named UNC but named Greensboro uh, and, and then Michigan State's your other one who is not even ranked right now. So <laughs> I don't want this to come off too negative, but, but I'm not feeling great right now. This, this game is just, it's a humbling, humbling game for Duke fans and for this Duke team. Uh, but we can all hope that they move forward, uh, move out of it stronger for the next game. I'm not even sure when our next game is. I've been so zoned in on this one. Uh, But we'll be back at you soon with another pod. Thanks, for everybody, for listening and supporting the show. Uh, If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is by rating the show and uh, leaving a written review. really helps me out. Appreciate you all for doing that, for the ones of you who have already. You can also follow me on Twitter, at DukeBlueCentral. It's a great time here, even after a Duke L. Uh, slightly less good time, but but still have a great time doing this. Love interacting with all the Duke fans out there. Uh, so yeah, it's been great. Been a great episode. I uh, can't wait to uh, come back with you soon. Hopefully talking about and breaking down a Duke win. Go Blue Devils.